Hello everyone and welcome to season 2 episode 10, already 10 episodes in the year, that is so exciting, of the Searcy Sports Show. I'm your host, Nelson Searcy. Wherever you may be listening and whatever platform you may be listening on today, I hope you are having a great day. Exciting news for one of the next upcoming shows. I am looking currently for my first ever guest, and I want it to be a good one, so stay tuned for that. And let's go ahead and get on with today's episode. It's going to be a quick one. I just wanted to get an episode out before the NFL draft commences tomorrow evening. And I wanted to also go over the recap of my master's picks and talk about the tournament. So in just recapping my master's picks, I had a winner pick, I had three quote-unquote play play well locks picks, and I had my sleeper pick. And so starting with my pick to win the master's, it was John Rahm, and he finished tied fifth. He shot three rounds of even par in rounds one, two, and three, and then fired an impressive 66 in the final round to sneak into the top five. Very consistent week for John Rahm. I think that he's really going to be due for a major here pretty soon. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the PGA upcoming here soon. My play well locks were Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson. First, Jordan Spieth, he had a great week, continuing his very solid, consistent form in this 2021 season with a tied for third. Played really well all week, never seemed really flustered of any moments, and just really happy to see him continuing to play well and sort of has come back to form. Justin Thomas finished tied for 21st, although he was near the top 10 most of the week. He had a little bit of a rough finish to the weekend, but overall he did play some good golf, and I think that he will be sharp in these next three majors to finish the year off. And then Dustin Johnson was a huge surprise with a missed cut. He really finished Friday very poorly, bogeying a couple of the last holes to miss the cut by two or three strokes, I believe it was. And Dustin is kind of at the point now that he's got a lot of things under his belt. You wonder if he's on a little bit of cruise control, um, but we will see how he goes. I mean, he's obviously one of the best players in the world at the current moment, so I'm not necessarily worried about him, but we will see how he plays the rest of the season going forward. Huge congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama on winning the Masters. That is a super special moment for Japan, golf in all of Asia and internationally. Um, That's a really cool story. Hideki seems like a great guy. He's always played really well and consistently on the tour, and it's nice to see him get that big win. Considering that the Olympics will be in Japan this year, I would not be surprised if he gets the torch at some point on opening night, which would be very, very special. Also, congratulations to Will Zalatoris. He continues his meteoric rise to fame and success on the tour, finishing second place. He played really well, and he's been super impressive this year. He still doesn't have status, which is crazy to think, but I get you know the rules of everything. But he will have status in no time, I'm sure. He's already the top 50 in the world, and he is just playing really, really good golf, and I'm excited to watch him in the future as well. My last thing that I wanted to touch with the Masters Tournament was the finish that Xander Shoffley had. Xander Shoffley is one of the one of my favorite players on tour. I got to meet him briefly in St. Louis at Belle Reve Country Club whenever the PGA Championship was there a few years ago. Super nice guy, really hard worker, and I really think that he's due, and I think that I'm going to go ahead and announce that I think he's going to win the PGA Championship. I'm pulling for him. I think that he's due. And I know John Rahm 
is is one of those guys that I really like and I think is due as well. But I think that uh, that Xander's going to be really hungry after how he triple bogeyed the 16th hole with a chance to really tie the lead with Hideki and make it close there down the stretch. I think that that's gonna gonna push him forward instead of tear him down and. So I, I'm going to pick Xander Shoffley to win the next major of the season, the PGA Championship, and we will see how that goes. And real quickly, before we get into the NFL draft, I wanted to take a quick moment, as I always do in every show, to remind everyone listening to make sure you're taking care of yourself this week, whether that be physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, spiritually, whatever it may be. Just make sure you are taking all the proper steps that you know best for yourself and for others around you. Alrighty, and now getting into the NFL draft, which will be tomorrow evening, starting tomorrow evening. I wanted to go over what I think are going to be the top 10 picks in the draft. There has been a lot of talk about the 49ers pick recently, how they were talking about how they could see five different quarterbacks going up there that they like with a you know kind of core three um, and talks about Detroit moving out of the top 10. Carolina being a little bit uncertain. And so I'm just going to take a little little bit of a stab at what I think it might happen. So the number one overall pick belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this seems to be the most easiest one to predict, and that would be Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson, going to Jacksonville. He seems to be the clear number one pick, and I think that that is the right choice. He would be my number one pick. Very generational talent, looks really good at many, many things, solid overall character, and I think that he will be a good fit with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. The second overall pick belongs to the New York Jets, and I think that Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU, will go there. He had a really impressive pro day and really seemed to wow the Jets and a lot of other teams, really, but since the Jets hold that pick, they get first dibs, and I think that Zach Wilson will get drafted by the Jets. Number three, the spiciest pick of the week, um, I think that the 49ers are going to go with Mac Jones. I think that it's going to be close between him and Justin Fields, maybe a chance at Trey Lance, but I think that Mac Jones, just with his consistency and what he would bring that is already similar to kind of how the 49ers have set up their offense with Kyle Shanahan already, I think that Mac Jones is going to be what they're looking for, and I'm going to, I'm going to predict that the San Francisco 49ers will select Mac Jones out of Alabama. The number four overall pick belongs to the Atlanta Falcons, and I don't think that they are done with Matt Ryan, so I don't think they're going to go with quarterback here. I think they're going to go with Penny Sewell, uh, the offensive lineman out of Oregon, best lineman in the draft, big guy, really good at, at playing really tackle or guard. I think he could play either position, and just a good piece of protection for Matt Ryan. I think that they're going to give Matt Ryan another year or two to go. He's still not super old you know, in his mid, low, mid-30s, so we will see how that goes, but I'm going to predict that Atlanta will take an offensive lineman in Penny Sewell. Number five, the Cincinnati Bengals pick. This is a tough one because you would think that they would take protection for Joe Burrow, such as like a Rashawn Slater at that point on the board if Sewell goes fourth to the Falcons, but I think that they're going to go with Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU. I think that 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 chemistry that they don't want to pass up. Jamar Chase seems like a, an amazing talent, 
and that LSU chemistry might be unbeaten, and they could probably get some good linemen later in the draft, maybe get some in free agency. So I think that the Bengals are going to go Jamar Chase. Is that the smartest thing in terms of, you know, they do need to protect Joe Burrow. Their line was not good this past year. So if they do take Chase, which I think that they probably will if they feel like their options in free agency and in the rest of the draft are good at the offensive line. So I'm just going to say that they go Chase. Number six pick belongs to the Miami Dolphins, and I think that they're going to go with Devontae Smith out of Alabama, another kind of wide receiver quarterback combo. Um, Similarly, if Chase goes fifth to the Bengals with LSU combo there between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, Tua Tagovailoa and Devontae Smith out of Alabama would get a little bit of a chemistry boost there. Um, Devontae Smith is not the biggest in terms of muscle and strength, but he has a very tall frame. His was, you know, unbelievably impressive this past season and winning the Heisman. And I think that he could be that big threat that Tua needs, that consistent big threat that that Tua needs to be successful. The number seven pick, the Detroit Lions. I think that if they keep this pick, I think that they will go with Jalen Waddle. Their receiving core is a little bit depleted now that Marvin Jones Jr. left town and, and went to Jacksonville. So they really need a solid receiver in their core for Jared Goff now that he has moved to Detroit. If Detroit moves out of the pick, I could see Denver moving up, trying to get a quarterback ahead of Carolina. I know that Carolina... Uh, traded for Sam Darnold, but I don't know if they would be necessarily satisfied with that. So I think that if Detroit does trade the pick, I think that they will trade down with Denver. And I think that Denver would go quarterback there. But I think that Detroit will stay because they think that they might not get the weapon that they want for Goff. So moving forward from there, the number eight pick would be Carolina. I think that Carolina will go with Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman. I think that they will be confident enough in Darnold to get him some protection and get him ready for what's ahead. Carolina already has a lot of weapons. They have DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, obviously Christian McCaffrey, and I think that they're going to be happy with where their position is in terms of offensive weapons, and I think that they're going to look to protect Sam Darnold as he learns the Carolina system. Now number nine, Denver. Denver is in an interesting situation because Drew Locke has been okay but he's still young, so they could give him another year. However, I think that they're going to go with Justin Fields, quarterback Ohio State. I think that it's going to be too big of a talent to, to pass up, and I think that they're going to finally get a quarterback that really provides some good stability going forward, and I think that Justin Fields could very well, if not immediately, win the starting job from Drew Locke in that case. And rounding out the top 10 would be the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cowboys really need help in the secondary, so I think that they're going to go with Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. Seems to be the most overall solid corner in this draft. He should be good in a lot of situations and provide some good depth in their secondary and defense overall. And with that, that concludes today's episode of the Searcy Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening along, and I hope that Whichever NFL team is your favorite, I hope that their draft picks satisfy you and go well going forward. Just a reminder that you can find the CRC Sports Show on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the streaming platforms of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. This has been your host, Nelson Searcy, signing off.